It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello and welcome into the Starcast Mark Studios. My name is Ryan and along with Chris, we are the official Dallas Stars podcast of the Hockey Podcast Network. Thank you guys for joining us late here on a Sunday evening. Um, we are doing the after game review for game number 61 against the Washington Capitals. The Dallas Stars get revenge from their 5-0 loss in Dallas on Sergei Zuboff retirement night and they're able to pull out the win today with a 3-2 victory. Hey, Chris, how are you doing? I'm doing great. What a big win. GG, boys. I felt like they played... Sorry, you didn't even ask me the question. I'm going to go straight into my thoughts. I felt like they played really similar <laughs> to last game, but the big guys showed up, and our goaltending showed up, and we won. So, and we should have won easily. We had way more chances than them, too. We should have scored way more than three goals. Uh, I like the game overall. I like the first period especially. I like the second period. I did not like the third period oh, at yeah. all at all it's to be expected on a back-to-back though to be fair but okay that is is what the stars always do too is they turtle a lot but this time they turtled and they couldn't skate because they were tired so it was a bad combo (laughs) And, and and like you said chris that was my initial thought too is the fact that they played very similar to the way they played last night and they played very well overall the biggest difference obviously in tonight's game was what what do you think uh, two things that I mentioned. Uh, number one, Rope Hints, <laughs> and number two, Jay Gottinger, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> right, and even more specifically, uh, special teams. Special teams and goaltending. If you do those two things, you typically will win the hockey game. Typically. But yeah. th- thankfully, uh, it kind of worked out its way for the Stars tonight. Um, I was a little worried watching that third. I literally just finished watching the third period, for those of you that are tuning in right now. Uh 
we're we're doing this at like 10:05. I literally finished it at like 9:59. So but and we'll get into the stuff that happened at the end of the game here in a second. I thought that was hilarious. But oh, yeah. uh ho- hopefully Carlson's okay. Hopefully Carlson's okay. He was fine. He skated away. He's good. Um anyways, anything else you want to say before we get into the game summary? Two matinees sucks. I already yeah, said that I mean, last game too though, but whatever. Yeah, I hate matinees. But well, you know what? I don't. I don't. Nope, hate I hate matinees. matinees. I'll say it. I don't hate. I don't hate matinees. It, it just when they're back to back, they suck. That's all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Get uh, into it. First things first. Um, Hanley is in for Harley before the game even starts. Agree oh or disagree? Oh my gosh, I forgot. That was that's idiotic. I understand it. It's less idiotic than benching Garyanov. It's still stupid though. Why? Because Harley has been playing better. Harley has a chance to give you offense when you need it. Harley is a bigger guy and is a more physical presence. I mean, lots of reasons. I think the thing that did Harley in was the last goal uh, that the Islanders scored on Saturday night. And I think that's why. I'm not saying I agree with it either way. Because earlier in the day, I was kind of like, wow, that's really stupid. But then again, I understand. But It doesn't mean I like it, but I understand the move. But hopefully that's not a normal thing and Harley will be back in, Yeah, you know, on Tuesday. But Like I said, I, I understand it too. It, it kind of makes sense. I just don't like it. I think it's a strong decision. I think you stick with Harley and he will become even more important to you later on. So I think it's mm-hmm. worth the investment, but whatever. And uh, we, we may talk about the trade deadline here in a second at the end of the... Oh, no, we definitely are. Did you yeah, not see we... what just happened? Just now? Just I, now. I, 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 I mean, I know about uh, Geo. Yeah, you, you don't know. Dallas Stars acquired Scott Wedgwood 20 minutes ago. Are you serious? Dallas Stars acquired Scott Wedgwood for a conditional fourth-round pick. Of all players, Scott Wedgwood, Arizona. Yep. yep. That's... Wow. <laughs> literally I happened. I literally what... announced like 30 minutes ago. So okay, so for those of you who don't know, Scott Wedgwood is a goaltender for the Arizona Coyotes. He's kind of been the semi-starter for them this year. Mostly towards the beginning of the year, he was picked up on waivers by the Arizona Coyotes from New Jersey, I believe. And he w- he was okay. He's 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 okay, but he's a backup. And that's really not good news because you, you know, what scares well, yeah. more than anything is not the fact that Wedgwood will be the backup. It means Braden Holby's going to be out longer than we expect. Yeah, that's probably, what that, that's probably exactly done. what tells me. He's probably done for the year. Uh, so I like Scott Wedgwood. I look, I went and looked at his stats actually. He his goals against average is pretty bad. It's around three point two five. I don't remember exactly what it was. He plays for the Coyotes. I don't look at that. And his much. save percentage is nine oh nine. That's above. That's above the average Stay for on a really bad team. At nine oh nine with goals against average that high, he might be really good and just hasn't played on a good team ever, which would be true if he played in New Jersey and in Arizona. So, we'll see. Well, if that's the big move, I'm 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 kind of underwhelmed. I'm like, really? That's I am upset. If that's it, but we'll see. Man, that sucks. But at least it makes me think. Hey, maybe we will do something. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, yeah, that's true. At least it's not like we're doing nothing. I guess that's something. We were all complaining about the fact that you know 
that's we're like that little meme that you see on uh, on Twitter all the time, which is like a, a stick figure with a stick, and it's poking a, the Dallas Stars logo, and it's saying "Do something." Do something. <laughs> he just needs to At least they, he did now. something. He did something. The Stars do a lot. They're crazy. They don't know how to not do things. Like they can't be consistent. But Jim Neal, I mean, he consistently is not present. So. <laughs> Not since the uh, the Sagan trade, at least. Not since he was he was here like the first three or four years. When he was making well, the trade I can trades. remember, he's made the Sagan trade, he made the Spencer trade, and Sharp. he made the Zuccarello trade. The the, Zar- the Sharp trade too. That was him. Patrick Sharp, Sharp sucked with us. He was so bad. He wasn't bad. He had a he had a, a good season and a half. But anyways, anyways, so let's get into the into the goal the goal summary for today's game. Uh, 18 minutes and 40 seconds in the first period. 4-2 in shots in favor of the Stars. Uh, Stars would score the first goal from a Rads tip-in off to the side of the net from the Lindell point shot. And uh, with that goal, uh, Studenich gets his first point as a Dallas Star. What do you think? Studenich looked great all night long. Especially on that, on that uh, Radulov-Ben-Studenich line. That looks good. I like that. All the lines look really solid tonight. Actually had a great fourth line. This is kind of the first year our fourth line has been really bad, and they're very bad. <laughs> mm. So that, that would make it one nothing Dallas early in the first period. Great way to start off. Um, there's a big hit by Hawkenpaw to force the Capitals offside. Otter would make a save on Sheary in the slot. Klingberg hits the post after a really bad Washington t- turnover. And then Washington would get the first power play of the game, which we haven't talked about yet, which we should talk about. Um... And that is the first power play of the game for Washington. Hawkenpaw is, is the one that gets the penalty for holding. It's a good first clear by the PK, and the Stars are able to kill it. Um, during the break, the first uh, TV timeout, Holtby gets a standing ovation from the Washington crowd. Obviously, that's where he played for a decade, won a Stanley Cup there. And uh, they were showering, showering him with loves and chants and everything. Just wish he w- we could see him come play. That I mean, that that would have been awesome. I mean, like they said, he had 299 career wins, and it would have been cool for him to get to play tonight and you know get his 300th career career win. But yeah, we'll that would have been cool. But but I, I, again, that Scott Wedgwood transaction, which I had no I had had no idea about yeah, before starting this. Happened. You know that scares me. That really does yeah. scare me. It really does. Not a good sign. Um. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Robo would take a hook and penalty on Wilson and give the Washington Capitals their second power play. John Carlson would get a shot and a chance, but again, nothing there. Foxa blocks, blocks an Ovi shot, and it looked scary at first. It looked like Foxa was going to be out, uh, but he would stay in the game, and it was another penalty kill. Pavelski had a chance. Gary had a chance off the rush. Um, and then about 6 minutes and 47 seconds in, I want to stop here for a second and talk about him. Uh, Stu Nietzsche, I like this guy. A lot. And maybe it's just because he's he's faster and I'm noticing him more on the ice because he's a little bit more... Uh, I'm trying to think of the right word to say. I, he, he just shows a little bit more effort and a little bit more energy than the rest of the Stars team. Like, all the Stars, in my opinion. Like, he was the yeah. one that I was noticing the most, you know, trying to go after those pucks and really getting in into the corners. What do you think about Stude Nietzsche? Not just yeah, in I think it's really good all around. Um, offensively, he still has some issues because, I mean, he had some 
he was in position chances. to make a lot of good ch- to make a, have a lot of good chances, and he kind of just squandered all of them. <laughs> yeah. But on the forecheck especially, he was very good. He always found a way to get the puck. Defensively, I thought he was solid. So yeah, I, I like him so far, especially better than any of the other uh, depth guys we have. Yeah. Um, shots are evened up at this point with about five minutes remaining, eight to eight even. Kleinberg was very noticeable in the offensive zone in the first period for me. I wrote that down with exactly five uh, remaining. Uh, Pavelski had a chance where he was. It was basically just him and Vanacek, and he missed high. Um, Washington would take their first penalty, and they would put the stars on the power play. Rope Hints would score off the rush on a power play. It was a backhand. Robo with the assist, and it. And we should also point this out that this is Hintz's first goal since February 27th to put the Stars up two to nothing. Yep, he had been getting some assists, but he really broke through this game. And he's been having tons of chances too. They showed that little highlight package of how many great chances he's had, but finally he had some good shots with those chances and got him to go in. And then even after this goal, we we mentioned the Kleinberg post, but Studen Nietzsche, who we we just talked about also hit the post as well. So I think uh, Klingberg hit the left post, Studenich hit the right post. So could have been 4 to nothing early in that first period. So great first period by the Stars. But uh, other than, I should mention this first, Radulov would take a penalty there towards the end of the first period. And that would be Washington's third power play of the first period. And just in general, I thought in the first period that the Stars were more competitive than Washington, just in general. They came yeah. out stronger. They wanted it more. And I was a little surprised, to be totally honest with you, since we played the night before. Yeah, they, they definitely were. And that's what you have to do whenever you're playing the second night of a back-to-back, is you have to build a lead and you have to hold on, because you ha- you're not going to have the gas. So they still had a little bit of the energy left from last game, and they were able to keep that going into the first, and they, they, did, it, they did it well. I also thought a lot of those three calls in the first were, were pretty garbage. I mean, I don't know I what was going so. on. but I didn't think so. I can't remember any off the top of my head, but a couple of well, them were pretty weak. Well, here you go. Alex agrees with you. Hey, Alex, thank you for listening to the show. He said it was a weak call on Radulov, and he said there were a lot of weak calls today, in his opinion. So yeah. he, so Alex is on your side there. So, I mean, but, regardless, I thought some of them were kind of ticky-tacky, and, but I thought they were still penalties. I mean, I mean, I think uh, Razor mentioned something on the first or second one that he thought was it was kind of illegal, but not, like, egregious is, I think, the word he used. But, you know, to each his own. Doesn't matter. But with the, I did want to point out that Klingberg was awesome in the first period, especially in the offensive zone. He was really driving play. And then the thing that I wanted to point out in this first period is that the Stars have got to stop taking penalties. They abs- Regardless of whether they were actually penalties or not, you can't let the refs, you know, even take a chance of you, them calling a penalty on you. If I can talk. So, yeah. I mean, three is too many, especially in the first period. And the Stars won the period 2 nothing. on top yeah. of that. And it's the wrong team to give them to, too, as we'll find out a little bit later. Yep. <laughs> so the Washington power play would carry over from the first, and we're now in the second period. The Stars would kill that one, and at this point, the Washington power play was 0-3. It would not go 0-4, though. Um, about two and a half minutes in, Peterson and Gary had a two-on-one. Uh, Petey had a weak shot. He couldn't quite get enough on it. Um, Glenn Denning had a chance even after that as well. And uh, then Ben took a tripping penalty, which that was flat out a penalty. I mean, you can't not call that a penalty, right? Uh, no, obviously not. Remember. You don't think so. 
I can't remember which one it was, but I remember one trip where it was like the guy's skate barely moved and then he kept his balance and then he fell. I don't know <laughs> if that was don't this you love one. When that happens? But yeah, I don't know. I just felt like they were very light on their feet tonight, which is not normal for 200 plus pound hockey players who have skated their entire lives. So I don't know. I'm not saying they're divers or anything, but. <laughs> of course not. We would never say that. But they might be diving. Yeah, they might be dying. <laughs> but, but no, I'm not saying that, though. Well, regardless, the Bing gets called for the penalty. That was Washington's fourth power play at the time, and the Stars had only had one, and they scored on it. Um, and then I wrote, got to stop taking penalties, and literally as I'm writing that, about five minutes in, holy crap, <laughs> Ovechkin scores his 40th of the year, and I, I wrote down, wow, geez, what a shot. <laughs> <laughs> that's all i wrote <laughs> i didn't write anything about how bad the stars kind of they, they should have won that face off they i mean they you need to win the opening face off on a on a penalty kill but they didn't and ovechkin gets his 11th 40th goal season which is insane as he tries to catch gretzky for the all-time goal record yeah and like i thought like when he was getting close to that all-time goal record i was like man how's he scoring so many goals and then a goal like this happens and it's like how, how are you supposed to stop that like you can't you can't you You're literally not can't it just goes in i mean it's just a goal if that happens like there's no, nothing you, you can I, do i mean you, you legitimately can't like i mean everybody knew it was coming as soon as they won the face off everybody knew it was coming and knew it was going to be an ovechkin one-timer and pew, yep. stupid man um anyways uh right after that uh the stars respond well with a really good shift by the sagan uh Sagan, Peterson, and Garyanov line. Let's stop here for a second because I really like the play of the quote-unquote second line right now for the Stars. That The play of those three guys, it they've got some chemistry there, and, and they've played especially well the past two games. Yeah, I mean, last night is obvious of that. They scored, a, they scored our only goals. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's a good line too. Uh, I hope we keep these four together at least for a little while and try to – See if just, this works. Just let them figure yeah. it out. <laughs> and uh, anyways, going from there, Ben wanted redemption, so he had two good chances right after that uh, goal by Ovechkin. And about 11 minutes remaining in the second period, it was 17 to 14 in shots for Dallas. It would not remain that way, especially in the third period. Um, I, I wrote really liking the Sagi PD Geary line. I already mentioned that. Uh, interference by Washington starts to get their second power play. And it was a tic-tac-toe goal with about nine minutes remaining to put the stars up three to one. Hens gets his second power play goal of the game. And it was a beautiful tic-tac-toe from Segi and Pavs. Amazing shot. That was awesome. And what, what happened on that play too was like they started and they weren't getting anything because they were literally standing on the perimeter doing nothing. And then finally somebody decided to move, and then boom, it opened right up. Like, that's what I feel like is lacking from our power play a lot. It's just actual movement or quick passing, which both of those were shown in this case. So we need to make sure that we're trying to do that instead of just trying to pass it around and wait for something to open up. Right, and staying along the the perimeter. Because, I mean, those perimeter shots, they'll give those up, you know, all day long. Yeah. Anyways... That would be Hintz's first multi-goal game since November, which that's a while for Hintz, especially the past two years with as good as he's been. Yeah. 
Um, and he Tom still Bo has a ton of points. <laughs> mm -hmm. Still has a ton of points. Yeah, and all honestly, all three of those guys on the first line should make it to thirty goals uh, this season. Although they, they, bet, they better if we're gonna make the playoffs, <laughs> right? And, and especially lately, they that line has not scored very much. And I know that Hint scores two goals tonight, but that first line still didn't technically score tonight. Yeah. But they didn't score. But our first power play, our first power play is the first line. <laughs> to be honest it's the first line that we put sagan as a defenseman nah so. i guess that's true so it, I, i'm still kind of on the fence about keeping them together i'm more inclined to keep them together after today's game because it was they played a lot better today three and, bad games and now they're right back to where they were and they had a ton of chances too that they could have easily scored on so and, no and maybe that's what i'm more frustrated about than anything is that they're getting all these chance and not just that line but all the lines in general other than maybe the foxo line all the the first top three lines were all getting chances they just weren't burying it yeah and that's the frustrating thing yep definitely agree anyways uh continuing on after the goal uh seven minutes remaining wilson got a shot otter says no rads with a chance in front from a bin pass uh, oh, uh and that then was so good yeah, I thought that was a great that was a great play by Rads and Rads. You know, other than the penalty, which I thought that kind of was a, a stupid penalty for him to take, I honestly thought it was a penalty. He could he should have just let it go, but whatever, it, it didn't matter. But with about two minutes remaining in the first in the second period, I I just put Otters just saving everything at this point. Uh, and it wasn't like he was overtaxed at that point, but he was making some big saves um mcmichael with had several chances for washington with 46 seconds left backstrom shot it and wilson jumps in and then ben it was clearly offsides and backstrom took the puck and shot it behind otter and he knew he heard the whistle yeah it, it, was, it was so fun to watch like wilson got in there first and then ben saw that wilson went in then, there and he's like oh i went in too and jumps in i, I loved it. it it was awesome yep and and then uh, 27 seconds remaining, it looked like that there was going to be a really good chance for Kuznetsov, and there was a great D play by Suter. So at the end of the second period, Stars were up 3-1 to one going in, into the second intermission. So far, what did you think about the game at that point? I thought we were very good. I mean, I thought the first period was our best period. We got a little bit worse in the second, and we'll get really into bad the, in the third. third. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Really bad in the third. So anyways, in the third, the very first thing I wrote is the, ha the Caps. I almost said Habs. Caps have come out, and they're just royally ticked off. Just royally ticked off. And they were just all over the stars to begin with. However, the first two things that I put on my notes here in the third period were two chances. Uh, Hans had a chance off the rush, and he missed wide. And then there was a good D play by Lindell on an odd man rush. Um, Hockenbaugh had another big hit, so Hockenbaugh doing his thing and using his body. And this game was moving along pretty quickly, which was fine for the Stars at this point, but it would slow down very quickly. Mm -hmm. um, about 12-23, Kuznetsov had a chance in front completely by himself, and Otter said no. That and was a great Kuznetsov save. is honestly one of the best uh, Washington Capitals tonight, and really was. Otter was just not letting him have anything tonight. He had his number tonight. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, he I don't, he had like three or four chances, right? And then Otter just stopped all of them? Oh, I think it's more than that. I, I, he had at least five or six, in my opinion. Yeah, six uh, shots I, on goal for Kuznetsov. That's a lot. That's crazy. The NHL season has been packed with dirty dangles, hat tricks, and big wins. As the action rolls on, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has your shot to win big, too. 
New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right. A bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cast prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NHL team, and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 years of age or older, restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And then right after he makes that save, Otter that Otter makes that save, they bring up this chart, and Otter has had the most starts since February other than Connor Hillebuck. So one of the best goalies in the NHL, Otter is number two. He's played the most. That's, <laughs> That's crazy. insane. And he just kind of have to play more as we go on. And I, well, Wedgwood is a lot. Scott Wedgwood. Right. And Wedgwood is more reliable than, than Shield. He is an upgrade. I will give nil that he's definitely an upgrade over adam shield but uh that still worries me i'll, I'll talk about it later with with holby um sagan can't get it out he whiffed on a pass coming out of the zone and orloff would score to make it a one goal game it's three to two in favor of the stars and at that point i'm like oh crap here we go stars are gonna are gonna do it again they're gonna you know lose the game and after having a two goal lead but Anyway, Robo would have a huge chance right after that goal, and Vanacek with a really good save. It looked like he was basically doing a belly flop on the ice and kept it out. Um, the shots in the period at that point were 5-1 to one in favor of the Caps. It would get a lot worse than that. <laughs> uh, um, Hathaway would take a penalty, and the Stars would go back on the power play for the third time. It was goalie interference after contact to Otter's head. Uh, what, did you, what did you think about that? It was absolutely think- goalie interference. The first thing that contacted Otter was the Capitals player mm-hmm. and he wasn't pushed in. I mean, he glided by, but no, that's interference. That's a bull crap. I w- I'm just asking. Cause there were some mixed emotions when it came not to the stars, the stars fans in general were like, yeah, that was interference. But I was surprised Washington fans. I was looking on Twitter. They were kind of half and half on it. How so... are you half and half on that? <laughs> if you believe that, then like, I got a, I got a bridge to sell you in like, I don't know, Washington or something. I don't know how that <laughs> saying goes. A white house. He's got a white house to sell you. Um, anyways, uh, Sherry had a shorthanded chance, really bad chance to give up, especially in the third period. And you have a power play and you're trying to make it a two goal game again. Uh, Otter would say no caps would kill it off. Um, and basically, at this point, the last 10 minutes in the game, it's the Otter show. Completely, 100%. The Stars were playing okay defense in front of him, but Otter was still making huge, ginormous yeah. saves. And, I mean, that's what I've, like, I've got two or three notes about Otter, just big saves here in the last five minutes. And that's really the whole third period, because we already talked about three or four big saves that he made before this point, too. Mm-hmm. So, the third period was Otter's, and he just, he dominated it. He was great. The biggest one out of the three that I've I've got on here on my notes was the Carlson shot. That should have been a goal, hundred mm-hmm. percent should should have been a goal. But lucky for us, uh, Carlson kind of missed it. I, I wouldn't say he whiffed it, but he definitely missed it. He should have made it. Um, but anyway, at the five fifty two mark in the third, like I said, the shots would get worse. It was eleven to one in favor of the Caps at that point. 
uh, Rafa would take a tripping penalty, and that's when I'm like, that we're really just trying to give them the game. Like, we're just like, here, two points in a gift bag. Here you go, Capitals, take it. And I, I would, me just getting more and more frustrated. Uh, however, thankfully, they would be able to kill that off. Um, and then let's just go ahead and talk about what happened at the end. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ben should, for, b- before, before the other Ben thing, the first Ben thing, he should have been called for a penalty. Yeah. Should have, and it should have been five on three. If yeah. you call the rule book like you're supposed to. Uh-huh. And, but you, so you do agree on that, that that should have been a penalty. Yeah, that should have been a penalty, but they already had five power plays. So it's not a penalty. That's that's how it works in the NHL I, right I, now. I hate that. I hate that. Because if it was, if the Stars were in the same boat as the Capitals were at that point, I would want them to call that play. Well, if we only had three and they play. had five, then we would get it. <laughs> I mean, when you're light on your skates all night long, <laughs> karma comes around is all i'm gonna say like you go down easy that often you're not gonna get it whenever you're five on four so and then uh so the p the penalty kill holds stars would kill it off so they only allowed the one power play goal tonight out of the five or six chances that it was and the caps would pull their goalie with an empty netter with two minutes remaining and then i literally just put ben again i didn't I didn't write anything else. <laughs> With about 20 seconds, 25 seconds remaining in the third period, Ben does Ben things. What did you think? Uh, he cross-checked him. <laughs> That's not allowed. I don't, I don't know why. I'm so, I'm sorry to Capitals fans who may be listening to this because I, I shouldn't be laughing because that was really, really dangerous. It was really scary. He's okay, so we're allowed to laugh. Okay, yes. Maybe, maybe that's why I'm laughing because I know that he's okay. But dang, I, I I thought we were screwed at that point. Yeah, and- so Ben did the penalty. He <laughs> didn't even try and go for the puck. He just cross-checked him in the hip. <laughs> and then the dude flies into the boards. Hey, and then face ben first. just fights face everybody. First. Yeah, and and then it, it looked like for a second that the it was so funny because it was almost like the other four guys that were on the ice for the Capitals were just contemplating like, okay, do we take the puck and go down and score or do we go after Ben and like destroy him? And then, and and then they it it was like they were trying to fight themselves, trying to figure out what they wanted to do. And finally, they're just like, "Oh, screw it!" And they just went after Ben. And they were, it was like Jamie Ben and four Washington Capitals players. And he was just like, yeah, "Bring him on, buddy!" <laughs> just yeah. going at it. He's trying to. I mean, and you can see him at the bottom of the pile after they've pulled everybody off. He's got his helmet off. He's just sitting there with a smirk on his face. And it's like that dude's crazy. I know. <laughs> And of course, Tom Wilson was on the ice for all this too. Oh man, I, I I wanted to see a fight between those two guys. I really did. I really did so sweet. badly. Yeah. Um. I, I mean, and and you know, in Tom Wilson's favor, he is a guy that teeter totters on the line between what is illegal and illegal. <laughs> he and... teeters a lot more than he totters, as well. I'm gonna say <laughs> that's also true. But if he was on the stars, we would love him. I, I have no doubt about that. Uh, He's basically a... He reminds me of uh, Antoine Roussel, but can actually score and is a top six forward. That's that's who what I think Tom Wilson is. But whatever. Uh, a- anyways, I loved it. Uh, the, the stars would be... It would be four on four after that brouhaha. And they would pull their... It was their, only 20 seconds, so... Yeah, I mean, it was only 20 seconds. They, they pull their goalie again. Nothing happens. Stars win it, get the two points. What do you Good think? Good game. 
Yeah. Needed the two points. Uh, Pavelski said at the end, every game's a big game. Agreed. He's right. And <laughs> this it's... is a big two points. The next two points is going to be a big two points as well. Well, and I'm not. I'm not really looking at the standings right now, but I would love to know how this how the standings look right now because I know that the stars before this game started had four games in hand on the Vegas Golden Knights. So it's it's really Dallas's spot to lose in my opinion. Yeah. It really is. They control their own destiny. Vegas does not. And I mean I mean God bless Vegas with the amount of have you seen their injury list? It's it's yep. insane. They basically have lost their entire first line. I mean I mean, Eichel was hurt. I think he play, he played, and he was out there for warmups recently. But like he was hurt, and like Pacioretty is hurt, and Stone is hurt, and I mean Leonard's been in and out all all season. It's just it's it's ridiculous. So I feel bad for him, but at the same time, I. I, I'm hoping they don't keep winning because it's the Stars' spot to lose. I don't feel bad for them because they have a franchise that has never missed the playoffs ever. So and, no, screw them. It, they deserve it. <laughs> Chris, uh, confessions with Chris on sarcastic remarks. Man, I'll make I'll make my own podcast and I'll call it that. Confessions right. with Chris. All mm-hmm. right, I looked at the things. We're one point away Go from ahead. Vegas at 71. They have 72, and we have three games in hand. So yeah. It's not like Washington needed the points anyways, right? They're 13 points ahead of the the next closest team in the East. Yeah, these conferences are weird. It's stupid, man. It, the, the East, East is, is like so, set. Like it's set. Yeah, it's done. It's, yeah, <laughs> the, the, like the, the players are already – like the players. The the teams are already set in the East. It's just it's just a matter of, you know, who's going to be in what spot. Like Toronto and Tampa, they're like one point apart. Uh, New York and Pittsburgh have the same amount of points, and they're both just behind Carolina for first in that division. So it, it, it's insane. And, and I mean, all of those teams have 80 points or more. And then meanwhile, you've got <laughs> in the West, Stars have 71 points, and they're one point out of the out of the wild card spot. So it it is what it is. But anyways, to go back to the to what we were actually talking about, Pavelski is right. Every game at this point, you you is an important game. And I like the way the Stars played the last two games. I wish they had won that game against the Islanders. It's in it's in the past now. We've we won the game here tonight on the on the back. I'll take it. Continue on. Yeah, and we won we, one of two, but we didn't win the one we thought we would. <laughs> yes, exactly. And honestly, I'm ready to get back home because the Stars have not been playing well on the road. It's like they sucked at the beginning of the year, and they had this really good stretch where they were on the road, and they were playing amazing. And then now they're they've kind of sucked. They've won two of, uh, two of six, I think, on the road in the last six games. So just really rough. And Otter needs a break. I mean, here he comes really Scott Wedgwood. Yeah, <laughs> he might. I wouldn't be surprised if Wedgwood starts his, against Edmonton on Tuesday. Like honestly, that wouldn't mm-hmm. surprise me at all. So. Anyways, uh, the only other thing that I had that I wanted to talk about is that the Stars just need to stay off of the penalty kill. There was just way too many penalties against the Stars tonight. And I, I know that it's it's a back-to-back. They're probably tired. Some of the some of the penalties were kind of iffy. Agreed. Yeah. But they still have to. Yeah. They I still have to not take as many penalties. I don't think it's a huge deal. I think for the reasons you said, back-to-back, bad refs. But, yeah. Last thing I want to mention, face-offs, way better, especially for, uh, I think, I think Sagan. Yeah, Sagan at 82% tonight. <laughs> like, that's crazy. He probably got called out. 
but that's very good. Um, that's all I got for that game. But we also have news on Haskinen. Haskinen is supposed to start skating tomorrow. That's good news. That's very good. That news. is good news. Um, it's almost like a trade deadline acquisition if you think about it, kind of. <laughs> well, I don't expect him. I, so I'll, I expect him to play in a game if if he actually is ready in like two weeks from now. Honestly, is what I expect the timeline to be. So and that's and that's literally just a total guess. That's not like a, you know something that yeah I don't know anything. Doesn't. But like when you come back from like hey, can you say that like again? That, no, Can you say that I'm again? Not gonna let you it. <laughs> but I expect him to be back for April, which is good because April is also jam packed full of hockey games. So, all right. Well, do you want to get into some of these, uh, some of these trades real quick? Yeah, pull there's a couple them up. of big ones. I don't even, I didn't even keep track of them. Um, well, Boston yeah, Bruins. Just tell me about them. Yep, I'll just tell you as I go. There's a there's a trade tracker on the NHL app, so I'll just go through them. Some of them are just man, whatever. Um, one of the busiest teams, obviously, has been the Florida Panthers. Um, they're really trying to get out of the first round. <laughs> they're really trying to get out of the first round. Uh, for those of you that don't know, the Panthers have not won a playoff series since 1996. So that's a big deal. That's before Chris was born. <laughs> and I was three. <laughs> I was three when that happened. So it's been a long time, and they look insanely stacked. It is very scary to look at both their blue line and their goalies and their forward groups. It's just meh. But anyways, let's just talk about the first, the, obviously the big one, and we're just going to mention the big ones here. Um, Florida Panthers would acquire forwards Claude Giroux, Connor Bundeman, and German Rupsov in a fifth-round pick in exchange for 2024 uh, draft pick from the Philadelphia Flyers in exchange for forward Owen Tippett, a first-round pick in 2024, or 2025 in a third-round pick in the 2023. Basically, it Giroux goes to, to Florida Yeah, is what it is. And Owen Tippett is the biggest one going the opposite way. And a lot of people were complaining uh, in Philadelphia world, we're complaining about the fact that they didn't get enough for Giroux. Well, they're here's right. the thing. <laughs> they're, well, they're right. They're exactly right. Giroux only wanted to go to one place. It, for the longest time, everyone thought that he wanted it. He wanted it was fine going to Colorado or Florida. He didn't want to go to Colorado. It was just Florida. And apparently, it, Colorado was actually more uh, aggressive with their, you know, with their trade proposals than than uh, the, than Florida was. So that's all Florida got, and or that's that's all Philadelphia got for Claude Giroux. So it is what it is. Um, Florida would also uh, pick up a defenseman from from the Buffalo Sabers just as a depth move, named Robert Hag. Um, Troy Stetcher, who's a decent defenseman for the Detroit Red Wings, he got traded to Los Angeles. Um, but the other big move we should talk about is the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I hate mentioning the Toronto Maple Leafs because they get all the, uh, you know, all the media in the world from Sportsnet, but it is what it is. Um, they would acquire forward Mark Giordano and Colin Blackwell from the Seattle Kraken in exchange for a second-round pick in 2022, second-round pick in 2023, and a third-round pick in 2024. So, really, Seattle's just loading up on picks, and Mark Giordano goes the other way to Toronto. So, what, what do you think about that? Good move for Toronto? I mean... 
nothing will hurt. I mean, having Mark Gior- Giordano on your defense is definitely better than what they have now. So, <laughs> And it's a, definitely an upgrade in a lot of ways for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like, if the Toronto Maple Leafs had any kind of, like, weaknesses, it's definitely on the blue line. And especially uh, their third, number three defenseman, Jake Muzzin, is hurt, and he's been out for a while. So they've been really struggling defensively. Except against the Stars when we lost <laughs> four to nothing to them. But anyways, uh, that was a, a a really big, really big trade for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, and I'm trying to think of is if there was any other ones that. Okay, so yeah, here here's another a, another decent one. Um, Tampa Bay is doing Tampa Bay things again. Uh, they would get Brandon Hagel from uh, the Chicago Blackhawks. He has 21 goals on the season. He's only 23, so he's really young. He's has like a 1.5 cap hit for the next two years. And uh, he got traded to Chicago along with two fourth-round picks. And uh, the Blackhawks received— He got traded from Chicago. From Chicago to Tampa yes. Bay. Right. Did I did I mention that? say that wrong? Yeah, you said Thank it backwards. You. Thank you, Chris. Um, and then they would get a uh, Kachuk, Radish, and two conditional first-round picks from uh, from the Toronto. Oh my gosh, from the Tampa Bay Lightning. So I mean, Brandon Hagel is not like a superstar, but the fact that he got, you know, that Chicago basically got two first-round picks for him—that's insane. It's, yeah, it's a solid uh, depth scoring thing. And Tampa Bay's already got two cups and. No real backup plans after this. So, yeah, sell all your picks, win as much as you can, and then go down into the depths for 10 years, I guess. Um, And I should also mention this because I thought this was really interesting too. I, I don't know if I – I might have mentioned this yesterday, uh, that there were talks between Minnesota and Chicago for Marc-Andre Fleury to go to Minnesota. Apparently. I don't know – Obviously, Mark Andre Fleury has the no movement clause, so he he would have to sign off on it. But the fact that that even happens, that's a, I mean, that's kind of a bad thing for the stars, especially. Yeah, I think Fleury moves before the season ends. So, and we'll find out tomorrow by two o'clock before the cap ends. Yeah, you know what I meant. But yeah, yep. Um, really, no other giant pit giant you know trades that we haven't talked about. Um, Florida did acquire Ben Sherratt from the Canadians, but. That's kind of a a he's he's like a bottom four guy. He's not a top two guy, but he's definitely a, a bottom four guy. Calgary would get uh, Kelly Arncrook from the Seattle Kraken, and I mean Seattle Kraken's just all over the place here. So obviously they're going a different route than Vegas did. Vegas was like, you know, let's make side deals with everybody and steal their players and go on a cup run, which they did. Um, I think Seattle has something insane. Like they have like 30 picks over the next three years or something like that. So they're obviously looking toward the future and not being relevant over the next three, four, five-ish years or something. But with all those picks, I mean, that's just more darts to throw at the dartboard to see if you can get, you know, top players like uh, Jason Robertson in the second, in the second round or something like that. Yeah. A a classical uh, entry team. So no more weird stuff. Yep. Um, I think that's just about it. Um, other than the, the, the trade that the star, we haven't really seen anything else. Do we see anything else, Chris? I don't think so, but I really hope so. <laughs> I haven't seen much rumors either, so I'm not very, not very hopeful. 
The only other thing I've seen is the the whole Nick Letty thing. Nick Letty to the Stars for a second round pick. Which I'm, I'm just don't not so like. sure about that. Yeah, I don't either. I'm just kind of like, meh, whatever. But No, I actively dislike it. Ardell says Petrie. Yep, I was just about to pull that up. Ardell says Petrie calling it. I don't think so, man. Uh, I have heard nothing about Petrie to the Stars. And, but again, uh, Jim Nell, you know, he keeps it quiet. I mean, but, we didn't see the we did not see the Jason Spezza trade happening for the Stars. We didn't see the uh, Tyler Sagan trade happening for the Stars. We, like it was all in the dark. We never saw it coming, and then all of a sudden he he, he just kind of pulls up at this, and he's like, "Oh yeah, here you go. Yeah. Here's a really good you know player who's gonna stay with the Stars for a long time and score a bunch of points." But somebody like Petrie is definitely something we need to we need to go for. Like get some size, get hurt. some experience, somebody who plays a lot, and. See if he can play even better whenever he has more time to rest and isn't forced to play twenty five minutes a night. So exactly. So, um, Florida, Carolina will mop the floor with the Leafs. <laughs> Florida I hope definitely so. will. Florida definitely great. will. Man, <laughs> I, I mean the Leafs are screwed either way. Because when you look at it, let, let me let me pull this up. Okay, so the if the Leafs, whoever they play, if they get third right if right now in the first round, they would have to play Tampa Bay. Right? Okay? If they leapfrog Tampa Bay, they still have to play Tampa Bay. <laughs> they just get home my advantage. <laughs> it's it's almost like they should lose a little bit so that they can the go again and play against Florida. <laughs> yeah, because they, you know, Florida hasn't won a series since 96, so they're just betting on that. But again... If you do that, one of them has to win. They yeah, can't exactly. just both lose. Yeah. I know. Someone has to get out of the first round, finally. But... I feel bad for Toronto. They, they, no, they're totally shut screwed. Up. They're totally shut screwed up. either way. Toronto sucks. They're the worst. So, if you look at the Stars' probability, assuming we get the second wild card spot, which it looks like that's going to be the only spot we could possibly contend for right now, because while we've kind of sucked it up over the past couple of weeks, other teams have gotten better. So, it's the exact opposite of what was happening before. The Stars were starting to catch up to the Central Division, and their t- the teams above them were getting worse. Uh, it, I mean, St. Louis, Minnesota, and Nashville have kind of all taken off from the Stars. But uh, they're looking at For that Vegas, second... Vegas is, still, Vegas is still doing trash. Yes, Vegas is still really bad, um, <laughs> just with a lot of injuries. And Stars, the Stars should get that second spot. It really is there's to lose it really is and assuming we get that spot guess who we would play in the first round the abs colorado avalanche let's go <laughs> let's go boy. throw kv ranta in there we'll be, we'll be good to go <laughs> hat trick every night yo well kv ranta okay yeah, anyways we, we, we gotta call it a night any any other thing we need to talk about chris yeah I hope something happens tomorrow. It needs to happen. When when does it officially end? Like five p.m. Two o'clock central. Two so, o'clock. Ew. Two o'clock central. So there there may be some late trades that still haven't happened yet that uh, we haven't seen. So there will we'll, be. I mean, we'll see. So it'll be a fun day tomorrow, no matter what. So um, we will be back with you guys again on Tuesday. We'll do a little bit of uh, a trade deadline wrap up. I'm sure that we're not done. There's going to be some other big trades. I do expect Mark Mark Andre Fleury to get moved to where. Shoot, I don't know. I thought Toronto. I really thought when they waived Peter Mrazek earlier today that they, that they, that meant they were getting Mark Andre Fleury, but it happened to be Mark Giordano instead. But anyways, um, 
along with Chris, uh, my I have. Ugh, I'm so tired. He's Ryan. I I along with Ryan, I'm Chris. Have a good night. GG boys. Catch you guys bye. on the flip side. Have a good night, and we'll be back with you guys on Tuesday. Love you guys.